Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 323. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk football for the next two hours. That's CFL, Canadian football. None of this four-down shit. We've been having a lot of problems with people like that lately. There was actually one guy on the on the group that says, oh, I think the CFL should go four-downs because I don't like punting. I know. There's nothing to say about that. He's just I, – I just – I cannot believe that somebody would actually think that. We watch Canadian football because it's exciting. We don't watch the NFL. We don't watch the European football. We don't want why? Because they're boring. Why? Because they have four downs and they're boring. Because hey, a two-yard running play is a good play in the NFL. No, it's boring. We don't want to do that. We don't want to watch paint dry. The NFL. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You you throw the ball long, then you you you've got a running play. And both are successful. You still haven't got 10 yards? What are you doing? You have no right for an extra down. Yeah, no. We, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I, I want to talk about that whole thing. Uh, um, it's not on the agenda, Charles, and I know that you didn't put it on there. But we should talk about that. This, uh, what is it, the 20-yard the rule, the, the red zone or whatever rule this guy's just spiders put together. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. Anyhow, one other thing that I want to talk to you about is podcasts. We have a podcast. It's called Let's Talk CFL. We have a Facebook group. It's called Let's Talk CFL. Why? The two of them are related. How do I know this? Because I started both of them. They're mine. I did it. Okay? So we do Let's Talk CFL because we want to talk football. Uh, Will, Charles, myself, Mark, uh, Chris, uh, yeah, Todd's kind of in the background there. We talk football. We talk football every single day with each other, 365 days a year. It doesn't matter. We would talk. We just phone each other and we would talk football for like two hours. No problems. We don't need a podcast. We don't need you at home listening to us. Um, it's nice that you do. It's, it's kind of cool that you actually think that what we talk about is interesting to you. Uh, but but we're just fanatics. We just talk football because we love talking football. And uh, having people listening to us is a bonus. Okay, don't give me. I, I, I'm not going to say hang up, you know, don't listen to us, don't do anything like that, because it, it's kind of cool that you do. Uh, but we would do it without anybody listening, because we just love talking about football. And Will will tell you this any day of the week. In fact, he just told me this 30 seconds before we came on the air, and that's kind of why I'm saying this, but I, I was going on this rant anyhow. Uh, so we don't do this for money. I, I've refused money, sponsorships, everything else. I don't want to be um, held responsible to somebody. I don't want to uh, mind my tongue if I want to fucking swear I'm going to. Um, but it, it's just one of those things. We just do this because this is our this is our out. This is our escape from reality. Uh, we all have serious jobs or, or serious parts of our lives. And uh, this is our escape. We love talking football. We love watching football. We go to the games. We do whatever we can. 
Okay, so I'm not getting sidetracked here. So let's talk CFL is a Facebook group that I started five years ago or so. We got about 5,000 members in there, and we successfully built the best CFL, all CFL Facebook group. Okay, it's not just about the Bombers. It's not just about the Riders. It's not about the Lions. It's not about any particular team. It's every team combined, and we have it, – it's a, it's a nightmare as an admin to try to babysit nine different teams – fan bases but we do quite well and you know there's people out there that absolutely hate me because of things that i say and because of the way that i they they, i don't let them get away with bullshit and talk like idiots uh the facebook group is uh, is family oriented there's no swearing there's no bullying there's no abuse there's no name calling that kind of stuff so anyhow so if you get kicked out of the group it's because you deserved it it's because you're being an asshole okay you can't kick me off my podcast because i am an asshole and i admit it and I, I would be nothing yeah, – I'd love to act just like that in the group, but I can't. So we're, we're just going to carry on with that one. But there's a lot of other podcasts out there. Now, here's where I kind of have a problem with different podcasts. I don't care. You know, everybody has their, is entitled to create a podcast and go off and talk about Mary's cookies or, uh, you know, how to butcher a pig. I, it really doesn't matter what you start your podcast about. But there's a lot of other CFL podcasts out there. And here's where we differ. I don't believe I am a media personality. I'm a fan. I'm a fan just like you. And I love watching football and I love talking about football. But I'm not trying to be a media guy. I'm not trying to earn a living with this. I'm not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm not Glenn Suter. Well, Glenn Suter's not really that good at what he Anyhow, uh, beside the point. Um, so, you know, we're not trying to be media people. We're not. We don't care. Uh, we're not looking for sponsorship dollars. We're not trying to find ratings. We're not trying to find anything. It really doesn't matter to us. So there's all these other podcasts that actually are trying to pretend that they're, they're media personalities and everything else. Now, I'm not picking on anybody in particular because, you know, they pretty much all do the same thing. They're all very serious about what they're trying to do and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, we got a great case. I don't care. Okay? So we're moving on and, and doing this. Now. I've had lots of different podcasts who have just all of a sudden jumped in and started advertising their podcasts on our Facebook group. And right away, they get deleted by the admins. Not necessarily me. Everybody has agreed that no, no other podcasts are going to be advertised on there because, no, we have a rule. There's no promotion and especially of commercial products. So if your podcast's out there and you're trying to make money with it, you're not allowed on our podcast. If your podcast's out there and you're not trying to make money, you're still not allowed on our Facebook group, okay? Because you're just not allowed there. It's it's what the admin group has agreed to. And there's eight different ads that represent five, six different football teams in the CFL. And, uh, you know, that that's just the way it goes. We've agreed that Let's Talk CFL Facebook group is uh, part of Let's Talk CFL podcast or vice versa. And that's the way it's going to stay. It's never going to change. And to think that somebody can come in there and think, oh, yeah, you promote my podcast and I'll help you build your group. Well, I'm sorry, but we built the group on our own. Without, In fact, we built it while you were bashing us telling us that we're no good, we're not professional, we're, we're, we're not media personalities, and the whole time I'm going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. I'm none of those things, and I, nor do I want to be. So um, don't try to post your shit on our group because it's going to get deleted, and it's going to get deleted by Todd or Mark or Russ or Charles or Phil or whoever's out there doing 
watching it. And it's not necessarily me because most of the time I'm not even looking at it. So um, the, the bottom line is no. we're going to talk football and we're going to talk CFL. And Let's Talk CFL podcast is us. And uh, it's the only one that you're going to find on the Let's Talk Facebook group. And if you want to post it on a CFL Facebook group, start your own. See if you can do it as well. I don't think you can. It took me five years to get it to where it is. A lot of work, a lot of hours from a lot of people. And uh, I'm actually proud of what my admin team and what they've done. And I'm proud of the participants on our Facebook group and what they've done. Uh, so, you know, answers no. Don't have fun. Good day. I'm going to open up the mics now. Um, while we're going to talk uh, to Charles Cliff. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Hey, what do you think of my little rant there? Do you agree with it? Um, am I out of yeah, off base here? No, I mean, we got the Facebook group and uh, we've got the uh, the podcast of the same name. And uh, I know that uh, other podcasts in other uh, you know, facets, so regardless of what it is, if they have a Facebook page, they don't let other podcasts uh, advertise on their page. Why would they? Uh, yeah, exactly. Just like uh, ra- radio stations and TV stations don't run advertisements for other radio stations or TV stations. Unless they're um, sisters. Unless they're sisters, but you don't see like CBC running ads for Global and you don't see TSN no, running ads for never. Sportsnet. It's the same Never. thing. It's exactly the same thing. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's just... Not that I'm saying our podcast or page uh, is in the same caliber as those, but you get my point. Yeah, I do. And uh, I don't care. I'm happy with what we've done. I mean, why did, why did we start a Facebook group called Let's Talk CFL? Because you were one of the original members. You were there. You were there. The, the, yes, I was. The AI started it. And yep. uh, and I appreciate all the help that you've had over the last five years in doing this. Why did we do it? Because we weren't welcome in another group. Mm-hmm. So we we said, or I wasn't welcome. You're still welcome. You didn't get kicked out till later. Um, but you know, it just was one of those things. It just said, you know what? I'm tired of the second bullshit from little people. So yeah. we went out and I started actually, our own. Yeah, I actually didn't uh, get kicked out of that group. I left because I couldn't stand the people running it. Well, the people running it were really good when I was running it. Yeah, it, it went downhill <laughs> considerably. That's why I left. Uh, all because I told a, a really off-color joke about Ryder fans. Yeah. Well, let's and not was, go it, there it, now. It was pretty funny. You had to be there. Okay. William, yeah. welcome to the show, my friend. Hello. Well... I found it funny, but it was really off color. Sorry, just yeah, saying. Yeah, it was. Okay, but I, I, I will dispute you on offensive. one thing. But it wasn't offensive. It wasn't offensive. I will dispute you on one thing. I'm sorry. I do watch NFL football. I am a well, I, I know you do. football addict. I am a football addict, and it's it's just like I can imagine. You know, there's crack addicts out there, and some of them like good crack and some of them like bad crack but they just like crack in general so I'll watch it all so I'm a, I'm a football addict and I prefer the CFL game I think it's way more exciting um, I just I but I just have to have that addiction filled and 
when there's no CFL, there's always NFL. And when there's no NFL, there's always AFL. Oh, my God. Um, and I did watch all of that stuff as well. But There's beach volleyball. Yeah, I, 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 I do agree with you on the CFL groups because I, uh, I, I am not an admin on Let's Talk CFL. We won't even go down that road. I am an admin on another group. I know, but which I kind of bothers separate, me. I always, I always separate the two. I always separate the two. Okay? I don't talk about our group on theirs, and they don't talk about your group on theirs. So, and and there's not a lot of participation in that group either. So, because some people aren't willing to put the work in. But we don't trash other groups, and we don't trash other podcasts. No, we don't. No, we don't. A- a- unlike others. And uh, yeah, no, nobody should Absolutely. be named, right? No, nope. I mean I believe in taking the no high road. You are. And, and you know that there's a podcast out there right now, and I, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean they gave me my start. I mean I I was a, a member of that podcast, and uh, I I personally you know I have no problems with Frank. He's done a, a good job over the years. He's up over 600 episodes, and uh, more power to him. I you know uh, what is. Canada Frank Live, I believe the show is called. Yep. And I, uh, I haven't I haven't listened to it lately. I don't know if it's still going on. I, I don't well, I don't know either. It is still going on. I saw an advertisement for it on another page earlier. Oh cool. Earlier cool. today, as a matter I mean, of fact. It's still good, going. Good good for Frank, you know. He he puts his heart and soul into that and and, uh, and and that's where I got the start. Charles, you got your start over there. And yep. uh everything is that you know, I have no no hard feelings with Frank at all. Uh, nope. So anyhow, but that's not who I was ever talking about in my rant today. I I I won't say anything bad about Frank's show or Frank. Not that I have anything bad to say about it. I just I wouldn't no matter what. Okay, so you know, this and, bullshit. And if, I, I'm tired if, of this. If you want to hold on, if you want to talk about professional podcasts, I believe the there waggle. is one out there, and it's the Waggle. And yep, the Waggle. It's done by it's done by media personalities. And I, I enjoy listening to that podcast. I hate the advertising on that podcast, but it's a professional podcast, and and they do a good job. Well, it's put out so. by the the league, CFL.ca. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, the mm-hmm. league head office, right? I mean, it's a professional podcast, and 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 yep. Sa- uh, Davis Sanchez is the host on it. And you know what? I I love it. It's a good podcast. It's well, you know, it's extremely well done. And uh, I have no problems with uh, with that one. Nope, me either. Mm-hmm. And I am a weekly listener, so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. And I mean, uh, David Sanchez and I have have had great conversations, and uh, I've uh, used to participate on his podcast uh, on the Waggle with uh, uh, James Sobolski, and uh, they used to do it live on Twitter, and you could uh, put your different tweets, and you could go on, and they would uh, they would. Interact with the, the the fans in that capacity. I don't know if they still do that because I haven't listened to it in I, oh, well over a year. But anyhow, moving on. Let's 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 talk some football, like real football. We got an agenda. You know what? I never printed out my agenda. Jeez, what the hell oh. am I doing? I'm okay, Charles. Don't worry. I'm just bugging you. No, actually, you know what? I printed it sitting on the printer. Woo. Okay. 
So the first preseason game was a bust. I mean, was between the Lions and the Eskimos. Anything catch our eye from this game? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Lions got pummeled, twenty-two to seven. I'm I'm impressed they scored seven points. Now you know what? Preseason doesn't count for anything, and it does don't read into it more than anything else. Now here's where it is: the home team historically always wins. Why? Because on a road game, they have to pay to take players with them. So not everybody gets to go. They don't have a huge roster. Where the home preseason game, you can throw your starter in for a little bit. But why would the Lions bring Mike Riley to Edmonton to have him play for five minutes? It's ridiculous. So did Trevor Harris play against the Lions? Yes, he did. Why? It was an Eskimos home game, and he was there. Okay? So, yeah. And it, my understanding is he didn't play all that well. I didn't listen to the game. I was busy. Uh, it was not on the tube. They, they, they did, didn't stream it like the Bombers are going to do, which I think we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, yep. So, what are we going to do? What, what, what's there to take away from a preseason game? Personally, like we were talking just off air before we came on, I think there should be four preseason games where the first two are strictly, absolutely no vets. All new talent. Uh, let's evaluate talent. Let's evaluate, you know, more than what we normally do. Open up the roster, bring in another 20 or 30 guys, and then after week two of preseason, have a big cut. Get rid of them. Get back down to your regular training camp roster. And then the last two games, you're actually putting your, your team together to get them in sync with each other. And then week one counts for points. It's actually going to be a game where right now we all know that week one and week two is still really training camp, except the problem is they count for points. So I think we should extend the season another two weeks, start it earlier, finish it later. I don't care. I know that's a big debate, uh, but yeah, yeah, I just, it's football season, man. We're talking football. Like, not pretend football, not like what's going to happen in the future. We're talking about shit that's happening right now. We've already had a football game. Charles, yes. what did you take away from this Lions-Edmonton game? Did you listen to it? I did listen to pieces, uh, bits and pieces. I didn't listen beginning to end. Uh, I don't think anyone missed a uh, a classic by uh, the, what I heard. It's really hard to take anything from a preseason game when the teams had only been in camp for six days. Uh, really? They've got no timing down or anything. They're on basic, basic, um, basic, basic playbook here. There's nothing really to be taken of. 95% of the guys, I'm going to be honest, 95% of the guys the Lions had in their lineup, I don't think I had ever heard of. Or if I had, maybe once or twice. I don't believe they had a single uh, starter uh, on offense. And on defense, they had, I believe, Jordan Herdman played. And I believe yeah. um, um, Adam Konar played. And that was about the only two starters on defense that played. What, do you think so, Adam Konar is going to be a starter? Well, I don't even know if he's going to be a starter. I'm just I'm going by names that I actually, you know, somewhat recognize. And 
he could be a starter, or if not, maybe a number four or five guy. But really, it was not an experienced lineup that the Lions put on. And that's typical uh, for any preseason game, because it's almost always the home team in a preseason game has the more veteran roster. But it's even more so uh, when the preseason game is six days into camp. I mean, this is part of, because to be honest, this weekend should be the first weekend of preseason football. The only reason they did last week's game, they had to, because of the nine teams, the uneven teams, someone's got to play the week one. And then, but like you said earlier, the BC Lions had the first preseason game and the last preseason game, which is kind of bizarre when you think about it, but that's how but it I is. But I like having the last one because it, um, you know, you get you right in sync and get you going. Exactly, for the and I would I would expect you're going to see um, most of the Lions' first team on both offense and defense for probably two to maybe two and a half, maybe even three quarters uh, when they play Calgary next week. Uh, but it's really hard to take anything except. You got to think of it a little bit here. I know it's only six days into camp, but the uh, at least at the start of the game, for a lot of the first half, first quarter, and into the second quarter, a lot of the Eskimo starters were playing. Trevor Harris is playing. The receivers are playing. They only got twelve points on the Lions' backup defense. Now again, six days in, not a lot, but you would think with at least somewhat more veteran players, they'd be able to generate at least a couple touchdowns. They did get one. And um, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Had a nice uh, punt return touchdown for the Lions. So that was a a highlight, pretty much the only highlight for the Lions in that one. Uh, I'm much more interested in a week from Friday when um, after now they've been in the camp three weeks and we get to see some of the top top guys for the Lions when they play Calgary on June the 7th. My birthday, as a matter of fact, is the first – uh, yep. preseason home game a week from Friday. So I'm I'm looking forward to that now. Okay. I mean, I'm going through the, the roster here, and I, Anthony Parker, Greg Ellingson, Kenny Stafford, Trevo, Trayvon Van, C.J. Gable, yep. Tanner Green, uh, Ricky Collins, uh, Devarius Daniels. I mean, they had an all-star roster playing against the B.C. Lions third stringers. Yep. Guys that aren't going to make the team, never mind calling them third stringers. They're just not going to make the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 oh, wow, they beat us by 22 points. It should have been 52 to 7. No, they beat, they beat us by, um, wasn't it um, 15 points? 22 to 7. 22 to 7, yeah. It should have been 52 to 7 is what I'm saying. It should have been, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing for the Eskimos, they had almost 24,000 people show up for the preseason game. That's pretty impressive. That's very good. Yeah. Punt returns for a touchdown. Shakir Ryan. That's his name, right. Okay. William, this game was not on TV. Did you bother no. listening to it? Does it matter to you on the radio? No. It is football, no, addict. No, no. no. Yeah, I I didn't bother because I really paid attention to Calgary's preseason only because it's probably the only time of the year you get to see their other quarterbacks, okay? Yeah. Um, Because most of the time, Bo Levi Mitchell is playing, and I do like to look and see if they have any other quarterbacks, but you can't really tell that from two preseason games anyways. 
Um, you know, I, I looked at the stats for the Edmonton game, and, and you're both right. There was lots of Edmonton starters, and not many people on BC's roster I recognized except uh, their middle linebacker. Jordan Herdman. Right. He had six tackles, which makes yeah. sense because he's probably the best player out there at that point in time. But so, he didn't have a know, lot of help. And just to point no. out, too, he didn't play all the game either. He only played a portion. No, of I'm sure he didn't. But he, he also had six tackles, so maybe he's looking at a pretty good year this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the the BC quarterbacks, <laughs> who are they? I don't know who those guys are. I've never heard of any of them. No. But so, I know Ricky Lloyd. Right. He was a third stringer last year. And I, I okay. and no, I know they're they, no third they would I I would assume they're going to be just like Calgary. You're never going to see them again in the regular season, okay? Because they're going to play Mike Riley because he's getting the big bucks. Of course. And he's a better quarterback than all of them. Okay. Right. So I I'm actually I'm actually pretty ashamed at the CFL that they actually charge money for preseason games because it's kind of disgusting. In my mind, so, but yeah, and like I said, I will. I always go to the Stampeder exhibition game, and this year I have that extra incentive because I'd like to see my buddy's son play, and that'll be really cool. And uh, you know, but yeah, it's preseason. You know, even even the concession people need a preseason game. You know what I mean to get it right. To get the beers yeah. cold and the Palumbo's yeah. hot and cooked and, and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, if, if you don't get the popcorn right, I'm I'm not coming back. You know? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? The popcorn. Seriously. The popcorn was from last year. So. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that you got to get rid of that stuff. Bags. That's what preseason's yeah. for—to get rid of last year's yeah, popcorn, keep, right? They keep stored with the rats in McMahon, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, and, and that's hey. how the rats get fat over the winter. No, so I'm, I'm, don't buy a popcorn next week. <laughs> yeah, note to self. So I'm looking at the stats, okay? Uh, total offense for BC was 201. Total offense for Edmonton was 254. I'm sorry, but that's not a lot more offense for who you were playing, okay? And, okay, so let's go down. But, that, uh, but that's rushing pretty good t- offense for that's pretty good offense for both teams, considering that was probably the record for the Saskatchewan offense last year. Um, yeah, did I say that? Yeah. Whoops, I'm sorry. It is. Okay, so rushing attempts. BC had 12 attempts, and Edmonton had 21. So, I mean, that's like almost double. But BC had more yards rushing than, than what Edmonton did. That's got to tell you something. I like that right there. Okay. Going down, passing attempts, yardage was very similar. Punt, ba 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 ba. Here's turnovers, fumbles, no turnover, no fumbles, two interceptions. Now, is that interceptions for or is that interceptions against? Did BC turn over the ball twice there? Is that what that was? I believe so. I know the Lions had a couple of um, turnovers on downs. Yes, but Edmonton also had three turnovers on downs. Oh wow! Right, so yep. Dad's got to tell you something there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So BC had both Ricky 
Ricky Lloyd and Austin Alpaca uh, both turned over the ball. They both got intercepted. Apotica or whatever this guy's name is. I don't think we really need to know it that much. I don't think he's coming back. He's gonna, he's not going to make the cut, that guy. Just just simply because Christopher can't pronounce his name. Get him out of here. Just get him out of here. Okay, so we're not going to take anything away from this uh, preseason game because it really was mean nothing. And it was too early in the training camp to actually make any decisions about anything. So we're just going to move on. Unless anybody has anything further to say on this game. Put it uh, in the book. Nope. Wrap it up. Put it away. Nope. It was a, it was Jared, a stinker. Jared would, probably say, Jared would probably say to you, Christopher, see, I told you so. I told you so. Oh, yeah, he I know. did. He, and I he did. He, he did. He said, oh, oh he? look at okay. BC's defense sucks. And I went, <laughs> BC's defense wasn't on the field. Oops. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, you know, I tried to get Jared on the on the podcast. I, I think that it would be cool to have Jared, considering Mark can't make it most of the time. Uh, it would be nice to have another Bomber fan in there. Todd's too shy. Uh, I, I was trying to get Jared in there, but you know, it, it was just it, it didn't work the last couple of times. I thought about it today, and I just I didn't have the energy. We could always get okay, Joe Russo or somebody else. Jared, Jared, step up, come on our podcast. Yeah. I want to talk to you, buddy. Come wouldn't, on, wouldn't, buddy. Wouldn't mind some entertaining Eskimo fan either, but I, I, I'm not sure we could take another Ryder fan. We've tried that three times, and it just doesn't work. They're just too it never emotionally to unstable well. and passionate towards their color. You know, they cannot we, take we, any ribbing. Uh, I was going to say, we better prepare ourselves this year because just from listening to people talking online about CFL football, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, if they don't win the Great Cup this year, I think there's going to be mass suicide. Mass Jimmy suicide Jones or style, riots? Okay? Can, can, well, can we, can, uh, can we do the, the Vancouver above, riots? I'd like to see that over there just it's because be, it's going to be, it's gonna be ugly. It's going to be ugly because they're all really sure of themselves right now. And, <sighs> I think they're going to have a good team. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. They still don't have a quarterback. I don't care what to say. Matt Nichols is not a quarterback to take you to the promised land. Go ahead, Charles. Sorry. I was just saying, I think they're good. I just don't think they're good enough. There's a difference there. Exactly. I just don't have the faith in Matt Nichols. I'm sorry. I've, I've watched him. He just doesn't scream Grey Cup winning quarterback to me. They're going to have a great defense, but are they going to score enough points? And, and, and Marcus, points Marcus Crandall, though. Charles. Yeah. Charles. Chris Strebler. They have Chris Strebler, and he is probably better than most of the second-string quarterbacks in the CFL. Come I on. agree with that. I, yeah. But um, still, he's still very much unproven. He had a, a few decent games. There were a few games he played in last year. He also looked like crap. So I'm not just going to anoint Strebler the the be all end all. Let's see him play some more before we say anything about him. Yeah, yeah, you're you're 100 percent correct, Charles. But and I got got into this argument with Jared, and I I actually wanted to go. Yeah, here, check this out. And I went and looked at Strebler's stats, 
and he started three games. He played in a few more. He had 1,100 passing yards and 11 touchdowns. Oh, no question. That's, Hell, that, that, the, that was freaking amazing. Half the Bomber yeah, but, fans but, wanted him but, to but, go in instead of start instead of Nichols last year. I remember but, but huge Ralph, conversations about that. But Ralph, Don't how call many me of those touchdowns? How many Don't of those call touchdowns were from the Okay, Charles, Ralph. Christopher, how many of those touchdowns were from the one or five yard line? Those are passing touchdowns. Those aren't yeah, rushing. Not rushing. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why isn't he the starter then? I don't know. You go up and because you look at it. Like Matt, Michael Shea Matt Nichols only had 18. I mean, you know, Christopher, do you remember do you remember the last rookie quarterback to win the uh Grey Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? I can't remember. You really going to make me remember. say this? I can't remember. Oh, you're an idiot. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it Matt Dunnigan? No, no it was Bo Levi Mitchell. You idiot. Oh, was you it? You know really? it. Oh, yes, I it didn't was. Know that. Okay, so Chris that. Chris yes, Trevler also got ten touchdowns from rushing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he had twenty-one touchdowns. He had twenty-one huh. touchdowns. How many okay, touchdowns okay, so did Matt Nichols throw? I was gonna say eighteen. No, no, I was gonna say how many. How many touchdowns did Winnipeg have last year? Well, they they and got a few Matt, on defense. And then Matt Nichols, how many did he rush for, if any? He's not a big rushing quarterback. <laughs> he, he's not in the top 50. No, oh, he's God. American, Charles. He's not Russian. Yeah. Well, very funny. <laughs> I mean, did he, did he rush for three? I don't know. He's not in the top fifty. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look this up because I want to see something. <clears throat> well, why don't we just go over to players? I think we can do this. That is player stats. But I, I gotta be thinking. I gotta be thinking. Strevler was was almost half their touchdowns last year, at least. Okay. Uh, yeah. 20, 2018. He rushed for one touchdown. So he was responsible for nine, Matt Nichols was responsible for nineteen touchdowns, and Chris Trevler was responsible for twenty-one. Okay, That's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers stuff. had thirty passing touchdowns. Strevler had eleven. Matt Nichols had eighteen. Somebody That's else only twenty-nine. Somebody else threw another one. the third stringer must have thrown one. Okay. Rushing touchdowns, Winnipeg had 23, of which 10 were Strevlers. I don't so know why I'm, this guy's. I'm, I don't know why he's not the starting I'm, quarterback in Winnipeg. And I'm you know really, what? If Chris Strevler was the starting quarterback in, in Winnipeg, I couldn't argue that they Winnipeg would be number one in my power ranking. Go ahead, Will. You were saying something. I was on a roll. I, I was gonna. I I was gonna say if I was, you know who I who if I was somebody I'd be if I was Matt Harris or not if I was what's his name Michael Come on, Help me here, Harris. Michael Harris. Andrew Harris. Harris. Andrew Harris. Andrew Harris. Andrew Harris. I'd be pissed off that Chris Trevler got all the rushing touchdowns. I'm the running back. Well, no, because uh, 
he he got there there was a uh, 13 more oh cuz you told me there was only 21 rushing touchdowns no there's 23 rushing touchdowns 10 of them were strevlers right so there's 12 for someone else or 13 for someone or yeah 13 for yeah, someone yeah 13 for someone said. else uh, Andrew Harris, right. uh, who was actually number one in the league for with yards, which was thirteen hundred and ninety, right. but he only had eight t- touchdowns. I think they will use Strebler more this year on offense, not necessarily as the quarterback. So, just say it. Okay. But yeah, that's, then, then that's just something say, to think about. Say a little bit more of that. What are you What are you trying to say? You can't have them on the field at the same time as Matt Nichols. You're not allowed to have two quarterbacks on the field. No, you're not. So you're saying, so you're saying that he is going to play more football on offense, but just not as quarterback. How do you mean so that how to they, happen? How do they de- How do they how do, do that? How do they decide that? How do they decide that? What? As far as what position you play. There's a rule. You have to you have to yeah, designate your know, quarterbacks, and you can't have two of them on the when, field at once. When do you when rule. do you when do you do that before every game? Yeah. Okay. So that's the way they could go. I mean, he was. I don't think. I don't know. He might not get away with as much stuff this year because they used to bring him in on third down all the time and. Instead of punting or whatever, they'd drop back and he'd pass, and they caught a number of teams off guard. They got Calgary off guard once, and he went for like 75 yards or something like that, running. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, Matt Nichols, I I think, uh, you know, from those kind of stats, if Matt Nichols doesn't work it out early in the season, you never know, man. The only thing that might save uh, Matt Nichols this season is that it seems a lot like um, uh, Michael Shea is, seems to be deathly loyal to him. Michael Shea he's is a, a loyal guy, for sure. He is a very loyal guy, because there were all sorts of calls for Nichols to be, take over as starter last year, and Michael Shea refused to do it. So that's one thing yeah, he, that Matt Nichols has going for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if the Bombers struggle and Michael Shea's job looks like it could be on the line, that loyalty might disappear at some point. But it, it did that last year. True. Did, didn't didn't the Bombers like lose the first three or four games or something like this or first I four or like five, two and five? No, they after had seven they or had. Or they? I, I thought they had a blip in the middle of the season or something like that. What was it in the middle? I remember when? Remember when Matt Nichols was angry because the fans were booing him and shit like that? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. They uh, they lost four in a row. Actually, they went. Uh, mm-hmm. They were five and three, lost four in a row, and dropped to five and seven. There you go. And that's where they they got uh, beaten in the back to back with Saskatchewan, and yeah. Then they had a bye week, and then they came back and won five in a row. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, and, and as far as you know, Mike O'Shea losing his job. Let, let's face it; he's been he's been loyal to Richie Hall for how many years now? Yeah. So, 
I think if anything ever happens in Winnipeg, as far as coaching goes, they're all gone, to be honest with you. Yeah, it would have to. I think you'd lose Kyle Walters, too. Other than Paul LaPolice, they might keep him. You never know. I think they'd promote him. Yep, it's possible. So Maybe Buckers would be the OC eventually. Who knows? Yeah, that would be a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see Buck Pierce do, you know, get get some promotion in here and get 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 a real job. I don't mean that in and disrespect to Buck. I think he will. I think he will eventually. Yeah. Maybe okay. not in Winnipeg, but. How did we get on this Winnipeg tangent? <laughs> I don't know. We like to talk about him. Well, it's because the riders aren't doing anything stupid these days. They're actually behaving themselves. We're still early. It's still early, I know. They got lots of time to no, recover. No, but I, I think I think uh Craig Dickinson is a very respectable guy. I do too. And I like and Jeremy I, and O'Day. I think, I think that will rub off on your team. Okay? Yeah. I really do. So I'm I'm and like I've told you before, I'm not a I'm not a Saskatchewan fan, but I am a Craig Dickinson fan. I hope he does well. Yeah. You know, see yeah. if he can build that thing where Chris Jones left it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I hope so. I you know I, I really wish Saskatchewan well at this point in time, but you know let's be honest. You know there's there's five teams in the Western Division. Who's going to miss the playoffs? One of them is. Yep. Yeah. You know, the team that missed the playoff was 500 football. There's yeah. only one team yep. in the East that was 500. And and but you never know. I mean, if and and you're the first person to say it all the time, Christopher. If Zach Claire stays healthy, healthy, and he has a good year, they could be up there. He's amazing. He's a talented I've never quarterback. Liked him, but, but you're different, okay? You like him, so. I like I his mean, style you never of play. Know. It's, it's, He's got it's some the tools CFL, in the toolbox. Anything, anything can happen. Anything I was just looking happen. at a video that 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 uh, Charles put up there with the BC Lions uniforms. They that that they're not bad. I don't mind the. I don't like. I don't mind them at all. I don't mind them at all. I know some it's people a, don't like the orange pants. I actually think it looks okay. I, I, I it's a bit of a throwback for me, but uh, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, move on here. Uh, Vince Guzzo has reportedly put his interest on buying the Owls on hold. Are they going to have trouble selling this team? Now, Vince Guzzo said that he is having conflict on personal level with this team buying this team what does that mean does that mean his wife says he's a, being an idiot or <laughs> i mean seriously I, I i don't know what is it what does this all mean i mean the, it ha, does it have anything to do with financial statements that the owls posted this week that says they lost 12 million dollars last year i mean that can't make you feel warm and fuzzy and it also depends on what kind of money they're asking for the Alouettes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has not you know, been disclosed at all, has it? If, if if I would say if they're losing twelve million dollars, I want a bargain basement price, baby, because I got to invest some money into this to make it happen again. So. I I just I don't see when the franchise fee is what what is what is the franchise fee? It's got to be it's ten ten or twelve million dollars, right? I thought it was ten million dollars. Ten million dollars for a franchise it. fee for the CFL, and then mm-hmm. then you got to put everything else together. I don't see this team selling for twenty million dollars. But you could start a brand new team for ten million. So uh it's gotta be worth more than ten million dollars. There's a lot of infrastructure in place with the Montreal Alouettes that you get to utilize. But let's be honest. Um I've done this before. I've bought a struggling company that was on its way to bankruptcy. I turned it around and made it a very successful company. But it was a hell of a lot of work. It was far more work than it was when I started my first company, which was in the same industry. I built one up and sold it and then bought bought a failing company and turned it around. And I'll tell you, it was way more work turning around a, a bad reputation than it was to start a new one. Of course. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know whether it's it's advantageous for anybody to jump into the Montreal Alouettes organization right now. So is it worth a $10 million franchise fee? Yes. Is it worth much more? Wholesale value, man. Pennies on the dollar for everything else. I'd like to know what the league paid Wetnalls for. And the other thing you got to look at is he's also walking into some big salaries there, too. Yeah, so, yeah, you got you a know. moron for a GM over there, right? Yeah. And that's the first—I mean, that's the uh, first move I, I would make. Is is really my GM's gone? And I gotta say, it's going to be hard for anyone to make money. And I put this, pointed this out the other day. It's going to be hard for anyone to make money with that team. With that stadium, they've got to get a new stadium in Montreal. What stadium? They can't, that McGill Mole. They don't have a stadium. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not a stadium. But then, <clears throat> and and did did the announcement did the announcement that that the Montreal Expos are closer to becoming a reality uh, <laughs> affect them this year? Saying that there's money for a stadium for these guys. Uh. I mean, I don't know. I I still see a while before baseball goes back to Montreal. But di- didn't Major League Baseball actually admit that uh, Montreal was a, a mistake? They should never have taken that team away. That th- yep, they would be a, they would be a good place for a franchise right now. Yeah. So I mean, true. when the league actually makes that statement, it's a lot closer to happening than what. Uh, anything else is. Yes and no, because although, three or four years ago, the NBA commissioner said it was a mistake uh, for the NBA to leave Vancouver, and they still haven't come back. Is so, anybody trying? I mean, no, not that, not to my knowledge. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Well, 
there are people in Montreal that are trying to make this happen. Are there people in Vancouver trying to make the Grizzlies happen? Nope. No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, what do you got to say about Vince Guzzo, Will? I mean, did you read the article? It was pretty small, but it it it, it no. basically said that he's got his personal issues, a personal conflict of some kind, and it does not get into it. Maybe his personal conflict is he doesn't want to spend all his money. Yeah. That could be it. I mean, I don't know what he's worth. Um, you know what I mean? He, yeah, he says that he's having personnel conflicts with people around the deal. I just wonder what that means. Maybe that's his wife saying, don't you dare spend money on that. Sorry, what well, that's was that's what I thing? said. Vince, Vince he, He's one of the guys Vince? on the dragon stand. Vince. Yeah, I haven't watched that one for a long time. Well, he's one of the new guys. I watched Shark Tank. Same shit, different pile. I know, but it's American. It's better, better produced. You just like Mark Cuban? No, I don't. I think he's an arrogant ass. Uh, show, show me somebody on these shows that aren't is not. Well, I guess. I just, I just googled what is his net worth. Yeah, I missed it. It doesn't say. Is everybody else's net worth outcome? Anyways, yeah, I'm sure it's it's a bunch of things. I mean. He's if he's if he's got lots of money, he's obviously a smart businessman, and he's not going to go into this blind, and he's going to do his due diligence. And obviously, there's something that's kind of starting to smell, which I'm not surprised by, right? But I would hate to see that franchise go away. Again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have... If it goes away again, it ain't coming back. Well, well, actually, you know what? How many times did they go back to the well in Ottawa? So who knows? More time. It's gone to Montreal more, hasn't it? Or is it the well, same? Let's see. The, the original Alouettes folded, then they went to the Concords, then they folded, and then they came back. So this is the third go-around in Montreal. Right, and, and in Ottawa, Ottawa. I think this is the third go-around in Ottawa. No, wait a minute. Because I didn't the Rough Riders fold once, then come back at the Rough Riders, then they folded again, then they became the Renegades, then they folded, and now they're the Red Blacks. So that's four times. So that's more in in Ottawa. And how yeah. many times did it fold in BC? Three. Never. No, it did. When did they fold? They did. They they went. The team was in the ownership of the league. 
Yeah, but it's not really time. falling. Falling is basically when you stop playing. They never stop playing. I, I understand that Ottawa and Montreal took it to the nth degree. Yeah. But let's just face it. BC was in just as much trouble, except the league stepped in and saved it, where the league never stepped into Ottawa and the league never stepped into Montreal. That's true. Well, they have okay. now. They have now because of TSN. But back then, CBC had the contract, and CBC said to the league, they said if the Toronto uh, Argonauts or the BC Lions fold, we will stop broadcasting the entire league. Yeah. The league was had to save Toronto. The league had to save Vancouver. The league didn't have to save Saskatchewan, and they went to uh, telethons. Yeah. Okay. And Winnipeg was in trouble, and Edmonton was in trouble, and, and every team in this league was in trouble. There's been yep. no exceptions. Edmonton was in the best shape up until the last 10 years. They were an extremely well-run organization until about 10 years ago, and then they just started go- tanking. Even Calgary, I do believe, had a telethon in the 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, Vince, get your shit together, pack it up, buy the Alouettes, turn them into a, uh, something respectable in that city. I, I don't like the concept of the Quebec Alouettes. Uh, it closes the door on Quebec City. And I don't think you should. So, okay. Moving on. Oh, I could rant all day on this next subject. Uh, I won't. The touchdown Atlantic game has been switched to an afternoon game from a night game. Is this just a Band-Aid that avoids bigger issues? Well, it depends on whether or not what issues you're talking about here, Charles. But Touchdown Atlantic was had like a 7 o'clock kickoff. The game would have finished at 10. It's a two-and-a-half-hour drive back to Halifax. It's on a work night. Nobody was buying tickets. The tickets were mm-hmm. grossly overpriced. So now they've changed it to a 1 o'clock afternoon start there, which I think they should have done a 2 o'clock and then had a 12 o'clock uh, tailgate for an hour, hour and a half. And really, you know, promoted the snot out of this thing. Uh, but they didn't. They went to a 1 o'clock game. And uh, so they're going to be finished by 4, two and a half hours later. You're, you're at home and in your jammies by 8 o'clock at night for Halifax people. There's no excuse now for the football fans of Halifax not to go to this game. Zero excuse. Get a bus together and bring a whole pile of people. If this game doesn't sell out, there's... No hope for football in the Maritimes in the next decade or more, or if ever. I've been adamantly and against this from for five years. People have been talking about, oh, we need a team in Halifax. Bullshit. That's the last place we need a team in this country. It's It just doesn't work. There's way too much. There's so many pointers that says that this is a dumb idea, and yet everybody says, oh, we need to be wet. No, we don't. It doesn't make a big deal. Does it make Canada, the Canadian Football League, any less Canada not having a team in the Maritimes? No, it doesn't. 
so get over it. Shit, Montreal's going to fold. Winnipeg's going to go back to the Eastern Division and dominate. Until the Great okay. Cup. Until the Great Cup, and then they lose because they can't win a Great Cup. doesn't matter what division they're in. Even Marcus Crandall beat them. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's true. Which they will never live down. No, God no. True How story. You? How could you live down being beat by Marcus Crandall? Jesus, how big a shit do you have to be? Okay, uh, Charles, what do you got to say about Touchdown Atlantic? This game being switched, is this a band-aid or is there huge issues? Is this, is it, are these separate issues? Is football in Halifax a separate issue than a football game, uh, a Montreal-Toronto football game in, in, in Moncton? Are these well, separate issues? No, I I do think you can link them together because the the schooner group has really talked about uh, wanting the schooners to be a regional team, much like the BC Lions, much like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They don't want it to be just solely a Halifax team. They want it to be a regional team. Look, one of the problems I have with the game and that a lot of people have talked about is that they severely overpriced this. Uh, I know it's a special event. I know it's a one-off. I'm sorry, I still think they overpriced it. I still think they set the ticket to too high a price. Um, But at the same time, you know what? This is a team that we've been told is, this is an area we've been told has been craving football, that they're dying to have their own team. And when you take the fact that you look at their um, season ticket deposits, which I don't remember the last time they updated it, so nothing probably as much has changed. But last time, I think they were hovering around the 5,000 mark, which is nothing for a football team. And then you imagine that they're having trouble selling this game. Uh, I do think that there was a positive step to move it to an afternoon game. I get that. But they're not selling tickets. And um, you would think if this this region was as crazy uh, as we've been led to believe by the Scooters group, uh, you think that for a one-off, they might overlook the nighttime game, and they might even overlook the higher ticket prices and come out and and sell and buy tickets for it, but they really haven't to this point. So I don't think you can look at them as separate um, issues because I think they're all interconnected. And it's not a good look for this area that supposedly um, wants... Uh, um, CFL in their region. I remember last year during the Grey Cup, I was in the room when they announced the Atlantic Schooner's name, and and everyone was all cheery and happy and jumping up and down. I'm like, oh, they still got some issues you got to be uh, wary about. It's not, uh, yeah, good, they got a name. They don't have a team yet, and they still don't have a team, and they still don't have a stadium. And they're not progressing because we've heard nothing in the last month. So, uh, it's certainly, uh, they're connected, and it's certainly um, an issue, and that's something that's going to be need to be addressed, and probably in the very near future, because um, they're getting close to the point where it's just not going to happen, and um, we'll see what happens, because right now, uh, it's not looking all that promising for the a team in Halifax. No, it's looking terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
So it's not going to work. I don't. I don't care. I don't care what you. Will, what's your thoughts, man? Touchdown you know, Atlantic. I, I, I don't, I don't really care because it's like beating a dead dog. Okay, and and I don't think the dog has been revived since they announced it. And I don't know if there's any interest out there, and it's a waste of time. I don't know if this dog was ever alive to begin with. And and here's the scariest thing for me, and I don't know who's involved with this, but they're talking about an Atlantic game, and they're moving it to daytime so people will come, blah, 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 blah. And it's a CFL thing, I guess, and Montreal and Toronto, which is two, two of the worst teams you could pick. And then you go to a place like Winnipeg. And they are going to host an exhibition NFL game, right? Yep. And people people are losing their minds over this. Like they're excited. And I just I don't get it, man. It's it's kinda like what you were talking about before. The the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are 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 advertising an NFL game on their website, basically. Yep. Okay, on their podcast. Okay, it's the same thing. I, and, if and I, I was the commissioner, I would have stepped in and said, "No fucking way! Don't do it! Don't do it, Bombers!" And, and I, don't. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been to NFL exhibition games, and I, I talk about the NFL boring an exhibition game is oh my god, it's horrible. So. I just don't get it. The league, I, the league has to support, start supporting itself, and start and start, you know, believing in the product as much as we believe in the product. Because I don't think they do, and it's 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 terrible. And I know it's all about money, okay, but it's it's terrible. I mean, no NFL team has ever offered to have a CFL exhibition game. It's just, it's ridiculous. That's all I got to say. Okay. Charles, you went on this one already. There's only three of us. Yep. I, I just, the last touchdown Atlantic game was an absolute flop. 48% of the people that went to the game traveled from Hamilton or Toronto because it was a Toronto-Hamilton game. 48% of it, and it still wasn't a sellout, okay? That's back when Toronto was a going concern, and Hamilton had a rabid fan base. They still do, but they also have a good team now. We're now talking about Toronto, who's on a downward slide in attendance. You're talking about Montreal on a downward slide in attendance. And I don't see a whole hell of a lot of either fan bases traveling to Moncton to watch the two bottom dwellers fight it out. (laughs) This is on the shoulders of the people from the Maritimes to come out and support this football game, and I don't see it happening. Okay, moving on. I'm, I'm done with this shit. Jason Moss is back as the Eskimos co- head coach. Well, 
Who was surprised by them signing or keeping Jason Moss for head coach the next coming year? Me. I was. I was. I was. I was totally shocked. I thought this guy was completely toast. And then, as soon as I realized that they kept him, I knew they were getting Trevor Harris as his quarterback. And then everybody said, well, yeah, they were together in Ottawa. They weren't together in Ottawa. But Jason Moss was the quarterback coach in Toronto when Trevor Harris was behind Ricky Ray. So they do have a connection. It just wasn't in Ottawa. They are both from Ottawa, but they, they, they parted companies at different times. So, um, hmm. Yes, Jason Moss is back as head coach with a, a, a huge, a whole new cast of players. Is this his last shot in Edmonton? Oh, this is like a negative shot. I mean, this is like a bonus round for him because he should have been gone long ago. So he, he's, yeah. He's playing musical chairs right now and two chairs are missing. And he's just hoping the music doesn't stop. <coughs> William, Jason Moss, he's your hero. Edmonton well. Eskimos. You know what? I think this is his last kick at the can, for sure. Will he last the whole season? I'm pretty sure he will, unless they have a horrendous season. Okay, so do I think he's a good head coach? Not really. But I really don't think Mike O'Shea is a good head coach either, and he's been in Winnipeg for five, six years now. Yeah, there's a difference. The difference is Mike... Mike O'Shea, the the players like him. I don't think anybody can like Jason Moss. He's a hothead. Well, I I call it passionate. I don't call it hothead. Yeah. So, and he he played that way, and it made a difference. It made made a difference when he played. He Um, beat up a Gatorade container. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to in this in this new age world. You're not allowed to beat up employees. So, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so if the Edmonton Eskimos falter and Zach Caleros actually does something, Edmonton could be at the bottom real fast of this division. I don't know. Charles, what's your take on this one? Uh, honestly, um, to be honest, I'm surprised as anybody else that um, Jason Moss came back this year. I honestly think that if Jason Moss had been gone and they would have replaced him um, in the off season, that there's still a better than even chance that Mike Riley might have stayed. I never felt that Moss and Mike Riley were on the same page. And I was just really surprised that he came back. Um, to me, it I don't know. He, he gets over-emotional. And we've seen it time and time again with the throwing the, the Gatorade bucket and this and that. He just seems to be a hothead uh, when it comes to being on the sidelines. And he's over-emotional. So... Uh, I'm surprised he's back, and to be honest, uh, if I'm picking a, a head coach that could be first to be fired this season, I'm thinking it could be Jason Moss because uh, 
I thought he could go. He would go last year, and if they get off to a bad start this year, especially after all the change they've made, uh, it might be time for them to um, uh, to move in a different direction. Because right now, I, I, if I'm an Eskimo fan, I just don't have confidence in them. So, okay, I have a question for you. You're saying Jason Moss's job is on the line. Yep. This is a valid point, and I believe it is. Is Michael Shea's job on the line? Sure it is. Is is Mike Sherman's job on the line? On that one, I'm going to say no, because I don't think Cavis Reed is smart enough to fire him. Okay. How about Rick Campbell? Rick Campbell, I think, gets a little bit of leeway for the um, for the re- reason that a he got his team to the he's gotten his team to the Grey Cup three times, and b they've had a lot of turnover on that team, and he's almost starting from scratch. So no, I don't think Rick Campbell is on job is on the line. Okay, okay. Or at least so that's just you, me. The only two that are there, because I, I personally, everybody else has got new head coaches. Craig uh, Dickinson, uh, you can't fire Dave Dickinson regardless of what happens. He just won a Grey Cup. No. Uh, 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 Devon Claybrooks in BC is new. Uh, Corey Chamblin in Toronto is new. Uh, Orlando Steinauer in Hamilton is new. Uh, so, you know, everybody else has a new head, new head coaches there. We can't be firing them in their first year, regardless of how bad their team no. is. So, really, we only have Mike O'Shea, uh, Jason Moss, Rick Campbell, and Mike Sherman, who are tenured head coaches in this league, and you're protecting two of them. Interesting. I know you're not protecting them yourself. I'm just saying that you'd figure that their jobs are not on the line. No, that's correct. Hmm. Okay. So who goes first? Do they both go? I still think it's, I think it's Jason Moss and, well, strike Michael that. Michael Shea's on if, thin ice. If, if Winnipeg gets off to a crappy start, let's say they would once in their first five or six games, I think the pressure will be unbearable uh, for Kyle Walters to pull the pin and, and replace him. Because expectations for Winnipeg is so high this year that if they if they stu- if they crash and burn out of the gate, they're going to be wanting heads to roll. There were people wanting some fired last year. But here's the problem. Jason uh, Michael Shea stuck with Drew Willie for like four games longer than he should have. Yep. Is he going to do the same thing for with Matt Nichols, or it's did he learn? He last year. Did he learn? I don't think so. I mean, people are going to point and say, "Hey, look, uh, look uh, they stuck with Michael Shea, and look how they finished at the end of last year." Sorry, folks, that team was a defense first team last year. Michael Shea was not, or excuse me, Matt Nichols was not the reason for the big turnaround last year. That defense just stepped up. Okay. So Jason Moss is on the chopping block. Mike O'Shea's in the hot seat. 
And uh, the other two guys, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the confidence in Mike Sherman that you do. Uh, I think that now that Wetnall no longer owns the team and the league does, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to win in that city. Mm-hmm. And they got to make the, it attractive for someone to buy it. If the league turns around and says, Cavus, fire your coach or you're gone. Cavus doesn't have any loyalty to Mike Sherman. True. Maybe Cavus Reed fires Mike Sherman and takes over himself. Because he's been such a great job as general manager, why not spread that out to coach and see how that works? Maybe maybe Mike Sherman takes over as general manager and fires Cavus Reed, and he's the head coach still. Huh. He might be better off that way. We've seen the job that Cavus Reed has done. I mean, if you if We've you think seen about it, the, guy, the guy who's got to be the biggest on the biggest bubble is Cavus Reed, and if that if that team gets sold, I think you're going to see a once again you're going to see a, a house cleaning right from the get go. I I you know I I agree with you hundred percent. But I, I would say that the person on the biggest hot seat in the GM's chair right now isn't Cavus Reed. I think it's Jim Pop. I don't think yeah, MLSE is going to put won, tolerate he, another he, shitty season. Yeah, but he won a great cup last year or two years ago. So, and obviously, uh, don't know. Obviously, if obviously if Mark Tressman left. Jim Pop has lots of pull there, I think. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't think that he is uh he is all that good. I don't think he's all that safe. Not as safe as he would want to be. Anyhow, not the point. Jason Moss, hot seat, more than hot seat in Edmonton. He's on the chopping block. Mike O'Shea's on the hot seat in Winnipeg. And speaking of Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Blur Bombers will stream this week's non-televised game versus Edmonton. Should more teams be doing this for non-televised preseason games? The answer to that is yes. And a lot of teams, I, I know Toronto, or Hamilton did this last year or the last couple of years. I was talking with Matt Baker, who is the media um, director of media affairs, or uh, me, not media as in the news media, but media as in social media, as in Twitter, as in Facebook, as in uh, all, all of that sort of stuff. He's he's the guy that does that the communication side of things in that capacity, and he said that the BC Lions were going to do it uh, back three or four years ago. And the league said no. So it's obviously changed its position in that capacity. But the reason why the Lions haven't done it is because it's easier to do it at home games. And all of the BC Lion home games in the last three seasons have been televised. So why stream a game that's already being televised? In fact, you probably aren't allowed. Um, So 
that's why BC hasn't done it, and and because they they believe that it's a great idea. Uh, Hamilton believes it's a great idea. They've done it. Winnipeg believes it's a great idea. They're doing it. I think they did it last year too. Uh, why aren't other teams doing it? I wish the Edmonton Eskimos had done this, and then I could have watched the BC Lions game. Kind of thankful now that I saw the final score that I didn't, but that's beside the point. It's still preseason, and it's football. We would all love to watch football. William, why are the Calgary Stampeders not doing this, and why don't you ask the questions? Ask the hard questions. Ask hard questions? Yeah, why don't you ask Calgary Stampeders? Find the guy over there and ask him a question. Ask him why the hell this isn't being done. Their game is on TV. Oh, yeah. Their home game. Well, no, that's the away game. Is their home game on TV, too? No, no, it's their home game. No, this Friday. It's the home game. Oh, and their their last game is against BC in BC, and it's on TV. So both their their preseason. Both their preseason games are televised this year. Yep. Okay. You know the the hard to the, give them yeah. Uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? The flagship of the calendar exhibition games. Canada's game. Canada should team. be. I didn't say that. Canada's but, team, the Calgary Stampeders. No, that's Saskatchewan, isn't it? Just ask a Saskatchewan fan. No, I I, I don't talk to Saskatchewan fans. It's against my religion. Well, no, Paul hates Stan Peters because they are successful. So I, I don't hate the Stan Peters because they're successful. I tell you all the time that it's a it's the, a well oiled machine. It is the the epitome. It is exactly what every team in this league should aspire to. Mm-hmm. I wish the BC Lions were like the Calgary Stan Peters. That's why we went and co- we hired one of their coaches. I wish they'd stop aspiring to it by taking our players, okay? <laughs> and our coaches and everything else. It. But, you know, what can I say? Well, coaches are coaches. I, I, I don't say anything about that. But the players only go away because Huff won't pay them more money. That is correct. I, I, I'm not saying that that's a wrong philosophy because it's worked extremely well for not only the Calgary Stampeders, but the rest of the league. I like Calgary you out gotta, there training you other give, people. you got to give a credit to a guy who stands in public and says, if you want to be the highest paid player at your position, it's not going to be the Calgary Stampeders. you yeah. got to give a guy those saying stuff like that. Ballsy move. And, Yep. And I mean, look at it this way: Bo Levi Mitchell. He's not the highest-paid quarterback in the CFL. So there you Nobody's go. Nobody's fucking close. I think sometimes well, yeah, uh, players respect stuff like that because do, you know where I you're think. at. You know where you're at with him. You know, yeah. and and we talked about this last week. You know, Mika Johnson, two hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. In Saskatchewan for a defensive tackle. The, the really? best defensive tackle in the league, but yes, that's too much money. But really? He wasn't going to get money. anywhere close to that from Calgary. No, 
And, you know, he's going to, not only is he going to have to play good football, but he's probably going to have to wash the stadium after games or something. I don't know, to justify that money. Well, see, the problem with this is, is Micah Johnson, we're going to say he's the best defensive lineman in the CFL, okay? But why? Is it absolute pure talent and skill on his part, just mere brilliance? Or was it because he was playing with three other players that were very similar, maybe a little lesser in caliber. Uh, and, and, and the back and the, the linebackers backing him up. Football's a well, team sport. If one person stands but, out, it's because everybody else is doing their job. Otherwise he couldn't stand out. He'd be double and triple teamed. That's why Derek Dennis did shit when he went to Saskatchewan because he was part of a group that was exceptional. And then he went as a solo star over to Saskatchewan and played with a bunch of nobodies and got his ass handed to him. Yeah, but you could you could say that. But look at Charleston Hughes. Calgary traded him in Saskatchewan. Still the sack leader last year. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Mika Johnson's going to be any different. But the scariest thing with a guy like Mika Johnson, and you guys don't know, I don't know if you guys know his story. He came to the Stampeders as a linebacker. And they said, we're going to turn you into defensive tackle. And he balked at it, and he balked at it, and he balked at it. And eventually he just gave in because I guess he wanted to play football. And like he was unstoppable last year. I mean, he's a guy, and you can say about the guys around him, but bottom line is every team had to double-team him last year because one-on-one, nobody's going to stop that guy. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a Cam Wake, okay? Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that is that much better than everybody else. But football is a team sport. And Absolutely. You need you need good people around you. Now, here's the difference between Derek Dennis and Charlton Hughes. Derek Dennis was on offense. Charlton yeah. Hughes was on defense. Saskatchewan had yeah. one of the best defenses in the league last year. That's why Charlton yeah. Hughes was a stock leader. If Charlton Hughes was a uh, an O lineman on Calgary's or in Saskatchewan's team last year, would he have stood out? No, he wouldn't have because. They weren't paying attention to the rest of the line, where defense was a different story in Saskatchewan. So because the entire defensive line was good, Charlton Hughes was allowed to accelerate his play. He was able to bring it to another level. And it was the same way when he was in Calgary. Yes. So Saskatchewan defense, I don't think – I believe they have taken a step backwards, but they haven't imploded the way that other defenses have. So I still think that Micah Johnson going in there with Charlton Hughes and a couple of others are going to be a dominant force in the CFL. That wasn't really my original question. My original question was, was was he really that good in Calgary because he was that good, or was he that good in Calgary because everybody around him was that good? And it made him look well, that no, much I, better. I get that, but you can basically say that about any player that leaves Calgary, right? 
Yeah, Paul Levi Mitchell. I can say that about him too because I believe that. Yeah, but you know he's too smart to leave Calgary. So I, I gave him kudos, man, one hundred percent. He knew where his place was. If he had left yeah, Calgary, I mean, they, he would have been a nobody anywhere else in this league. But he stayed well, in but, Calgary, and, they, and now he can build himself his legacy. They said he left a quarter of a million dollars on the table when he signed with Calgary from Toronto. Yeah, So because he's not stupid. No. If he went to Calgary, he would have got cut by Labor Day. Yeah, okay. Dick James Franklin's a better quarterback. Okay. So, so, so you're telling me he's the next coming of Drew Willie? Is that what you're telling me? Who? Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah, he's right up there with Drew Willie. No, you dumb shit. You know better than that. Okay. Calling names again. Bad Christopher. Uh huh. Oh well. Spank me later. Okay. Winnipeg Blue Bombers televised games. We all think this is a great idea. Why aren't other teams doing it? I don't understand why other teams are doing it. It kind of frustrates the hell out of me. I don't know. Is there any other team, Charles, that you know of? None that I have heard. I would always of the belief that teams couldn't do it because TSN owned the streaming rights. That was mm-hmm. always my understanding why teams couldn't do it. But, I mean, evidently uh, the Bombers are doing it, so either they've got permission from TSN or maybe TSN doesn't own the streaming rights. I can't imagine that if the TSN wasn't broadcasting it, why they would stop other teams if they wanted to do it. But I don't know. I, I personally think TSN only has the streaming rights to to games that they are actually broadcasting. Yeah, which would make sense. Because it's their camera crews that are all in use. It's their commentators and everybody else. And then when that game is streamed, because that's how I watch it on TSN Go, um, I'm just watching the same thing that you guys are, only four seconds later. Right. Right? Because of the lag. Mm-hmm. But uh, So if if TSN is not spending the money to uh, broadcast the game. I mean, let's face it, every team has got cast going. Otherwise, how do you watch film on your preseason games? Just because TSN's not there. I I think the bigger question here is, why isn't TSN broadcasting all the games? Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that would be... They've got five channels. Because the Raptors are on TV. Is TSN broadcasting the basketball, or is the that ba- Sportsnet? It's, no, it's actually split between Sportsnet and TSN. They both have games. But, I mean, last Sunday the Raptors weren't playing, so that didn't have any effect. I don't know what TSN was showing last Sunday. Yeah, but when they put when TSN did the broadcast schedule for the preseason, they had yeah. no idea the Raptors were going to be in the final. In fact, I don't right. think anybody would have bet money that the Raptors were going to be in the final. Probably not, no. Okay? So, you know, that's like betting the Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Okay, we just, we just, there's no way in hell that we would ever guess that that was happening. 
it's kind of funny about the Canucks and the Stanley Cup. I had an argument with a, a, a big-time football fan yesterday, and I said that that was the third time against Boston that the, the Canucks had been in the Stanley Cup Finals. And he says, no, it's only the second time. I said, no, it was the third. And we got into this big fight about it. Who do you think won? Dead silence out there. Of course I won. <laughs> they were in, in 84 with the New York Islanders. They were in, in, in 95 with the New York Rangers, and then they were in 2011 with the Boston Bruins. Yeah. And was it one of those series that wore those god-awful uniforms? Oh, I think that was the New York Islander ones in 84, 85. It was 80, no, 82. Okay. What was 82? Uh, those were you. Yeah, 1982. Was that against the Islanders in 82? Islanders 82, the Rangers okay. in 94, and 2011 against the Bruins. Yeah, okay. I, I had my years off, but I had the teams right. Yes. Okay. Moving on, Zach Caleros is at a crossroads this season. Is this the end of the line for him if he can't stay healthy? Uh, I read this article. I I like it when a player is honest. I just think they're really stupid if they're too honest. Zach Caleros came out publicly in an interview and said that he is full of self doubt at this point in time. <clears throat> I don't think anybody should ever admit to that, especially professional players. We all know it. We can see it. Mm-hmm. But you don't admit to it. Anyhow, yes, we're at a crossroads with Zach Caleros. He is yet to complete a CFL season healthy. In four years, five years, four years in Hamilton, one in Saskatchewan. So five years in the CFL, he has yet to complete a season. That is huge. Okay? Now, I believe Zach Caleros is one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen in, in CFL in a long time. I would put him in the number two or three spot in the CFL right now in his ability to play football not in how he's going to play football because right now I don't I think there's a confidence issue with him and I don't think he can he's got happy feet he can't he doesn't believe that he is going to survive in the pocket in Saskatchewan they haven't built an O-line to protect him they didn't last year now do they going to have one this year maybe he doesn't know if they are or not he can hope and dream and believe, but he doesn't know. And when you don't know, you have self-doubt. When you have self-doubt, you make stupid-ass mistakes. And just ask Jonathan Jennings about that. Zach Kalos is at a crossroads right now. This is his last season in the CFL, or it's the beginning of a great future. Charles, talk about Zach. I know Will doesn't this like is, him. Yeah. This is the make or break year for Zach Caleros. 
I just don't have any confidence of him to be stay healthy. He's getting injured now. We saw last year on on hits that just aren't. Uh, I mean, some of the hits he took last year were bad, but some of the ones he got injured with weren't exactly like big time hits, and he's going down with injuries. I just think he's so fragile. Uh, I think he's gotten into that concussion because he's had multiple concussions, and he just seems to be too fragile. And um, I mean, even the best offensive lines are going to fail now and then. And I'm sure every Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, every time that that guy gets hit this year, they're going to be holding their breath to watch and see if he gets up. Because he's been so injured over the past three or four seasons that, um, you know, it would scare the heck out of me. So this well, is it did make scare the heck season. out of us with Lule. Right, yeah, we saw... That's exactly right. It. We saw it with Lule. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that um, I just can't see the guy staying healthy. Now, I remember two years ago we all said the same thing about Ricky Ray not being able to stay healthy, and he played a whole healthy season. He got good protection and went on to win a Grey Cup. Maybe Zach Kolaris can pull that off, but um, we'll see. I don't know. But... Um, I don't have the confidence that he'll stay healthy, but you never know. Maybe he'll surprise. And if he can't stay healthy, he can be a top-tier quarterback. But right now, that's a big if. It is a big if. It's a big, big if. And Saskatchewan fans right now should be shitting themselves just not knowing what's going on. You need a backup quarterback that can rip up this league. You cannot have a backup quarterback that is going to take you to 500 football. And you don't have one. You don't have one. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. William, what's your thoughts on that? <sighs> Well, if he gets concussed again, he definitely should quit. I'm sorry, because it's a a sad case he could turn into another Ricky Ray, you know what I mean? Who basically shouldn't have been on the field last year. And Zach Kolaris, I mean... He made lots of money in Hamilton for sitting on the bench. You would think the guy, but you know, he's a he's a pro athlete, so he likes to think he can come back, and and maybe he can. But even even if he has a great year this year, and he play say he plays 15 games and he plays lights out, always in the back of my head will be the next season, and he is one hit away from being done. But so the effects people. of concu- the effects of concussions don't go away because you didn't get one this year. They don't go away. So, and hey, I I told you before I don't like him. Of course, I don't want to see a guy get hurt. Um, and if he plays good, it'll it'll make the league that much better if he plays well with Saskatchewan. Okay, and and I'm all about. I mean, I'm all about competition. Bring it on. I'm, you know, just makes for better games. Period. Yeah, it, it, it's no fun when one team just doesn't make it. 
And, you know, when, when Saskatchewan loses their quarterback, if Saskatchewan loses their quarterback, and they don't have anybody, a competent backup, they're cellar dwellers. They may be there anyhow, but there's no hope for them. This is a QB-driven league. If you don't have a quarterback, you're nothing. Ask Montreal. But the one the one good card Saskatchewan has out there is, you know what it is, right? Kevin, Kevin Glenn comes in and plays the season, and he finally, he finally, you know, he finally cements his place in the CFL Hall of Fame by winning the Grey Cup in Saskatchewan as the greatest backup of all time. But he could win it in Edmonton, too. Through that. And God knows he might be able to win it in Toronto. You never know. Hey, shit, who's Ottawa got? Maybe he actually might finally become the starting quarterback in Ottawa. Then again, he hasn't really played a game in over a year because he didn't play at all last year. He's well-rested. Okay, yep. Hey, he didn't take any punishment. Think about that. Okay. Enough of this silliness, and that's exactly what this is. Let's move on. Lions GM Ed Hervey took some criticism for not shaking hands with Eskimo receiver Kenny Stafford. Is it warranted, and is Hervey uh, getting a reputation for having a bad attitude? I didn't know anything about this until I read this article, and I don't know if what Hervey did or what it says – I think that was more of a joke than it would be a snub, but uh, you never know. Who who, who knows? Uh, who cares? It's preseason. Kenny Stafford was the one that was causing all the shit and problems in, in Montreal, but then Kavis Reed brought him into Edmonton. I don't know. I, I don't know what to take out of this. I, I want to defend him because he's the BC Lions, but I can't because what he did was stupid. Um, if if this is the case, and he, he's in the same category with Chris Jones, the only difference is is that Chris Jones wouldn't shake hands with the opposing coach, was just pretty much mandatory in in any pro sports league. So if if Ed Hervey went didn't go shake hands with Jason Moss or um, Brock Sutherland. It would be a different ball game. And first off, why was Ed Hervey on the field at all at the end of the game? Shouldn't he have been up in the spotters booth? Why is this even an issue? I thought why were you there? The game. Uh, still, why is he there? I've seen. You'll often see GMs down on the field during the pregame warm-up. It's not unusual. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, William. But he is talk. Talk to me here, maybe, Ed Hervey. Do you think he's being a punk? Maybe. Maybe he tried to sign him in the offseason, and he said no. You took my idea. Um, I'm. Was it? 
He was a free agent. He yes, wanted to, he Herbie was. wanted him in BC. Kenny Stafford snubbed him. Kenny Stafford would be playing with his cousin um, Duran Carter. Duran. But on the other hand, they say that Kenny Stafford was the reason Ed Herbie signed Duran Carter. So yeah. So it doesn't sound kosher, but you never know. Maybe Ed Hervey. Um, honestly, if I'm if if who, who was who was uh, Jack Lambert who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know how guys when when you play football against other team and guys help each other up. Jack Lambert would never do that, okay? And I and I think during the season, Jack Lambert they were always his enemy. Maybe Ed Hervey has that mentality too. Okay. Could could be. And, you know, for everything that was said in the article about Kenny Stafford, uh, Ed Hervey trading for Kenny Stafford to bring him into Edmonton to help them win the Grey Cup, and then uh, Kenny Stafford uh, promoting uh, uh, Duron Carter to him and everything else, sounds like they have a pretty good relationship going in here. And I think that this might have just been some kind of a joke and goofing off because he said he stuck both hands in front of his face and turned and walked away. I, I think that was more of a gag than it was anything else. Uh, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I don't see the video. Uh, I cannot make any comment. I, purely 100% speculation. Uh, I might be completely wrong, and it wouldn't be the first time. But it doesn't sound right. You know, it doesn't sound no. right. And, and, and who knows if a media person took this and ran with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is somebody just make trying to make a name for themselves in the in the media circle. I don't know who it was. Yep. I, I just think that it's kind of bullshit and uh we gotta gotta watch watch what she kinda put. If this was such a big deal, how come this was the first time I heard of it? Yeah. Right. I mean I di- I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Because there is no media coverage, that's why. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> on TV. I, I, I guarantee you the first BC Edmonton regular season game they're gonna be all over this. Oh probably if if if, if Ed Hervey's anywhere near the sidelines, I guarantee it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to read anything into it, and I'm not going to defend Ed Hervey because he's BC Lions GM. I'm not going to defend him because he's a GM. I'm not going to defend him at all. But it doesn't smell right. This this article doesn't pass the smell test. Mm. Nope. It does seem somewhat one-sided. It, it just sounds like it was a bit of a joke between two two guys that were friends. And that's possible, too. You know, and, and I, how many times do we have a discussion on, on, on the lot, on, in the groups where Mark and I are going back and forth, at, or Todd and I or Jared and I are going back and forth between Winnipeg and BC and, and who's got better this and who's got better that and somebody sticks their nose in the middle of it 
And then we have to turn around and say, no, Jared and Jared and I are good buddies. We talk daily, uh, you know, private message back and forth just because we're out here. That doesn't mean that we hate each other. We're just having fun. But everybody yeah, takes it all I, so serious and tries to stick their nose into it. I I have friends like that, and I talk to them a certain way when I first meet them. And if a stranger walked into the middle of that, they'd probably think we hate each other. But that's just yeah. the way we do it, okay? <laughs> it's so maybe that's what it's all about. Because I I've heard that Ed Hervey is a very likable guy. So yeah, it's I mean, taken Ronda me a long time him. to like him, but I kind of I'm, ter- I'm starting to like him, and then this story comes out, so kind of doesn't make me like him any less. I I think he was just having fun. Yep. Okay. I'm going to move on from this story because, you know what, <clears throat> shit happens and and nobody cares. It's, it's irrelevant what a GM does to a player, an opposing yeah. player. Here I'm going to show you something really funny. Um, Brant Robertson, BC Lions fan, member of Let's Talk BC Lions. Yeah, we talked about the Let's Talk, BC Lions, or B, Let's Talk CFL Facebook group. Well, we have a Let's Talk um, Facebook group for every B, every uh, CFL football team. So there's a Let's Talk Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and there's a Let's Talk Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Not all of them are as busy as some of them. The Let's Talk Argo page is really good. The Let's Talk BC Lions page is really good. But the rest of them are kind of floundering around and not really doing much. Uh, I'd love somebody to take one by the hand and just excel with it who's, uh, who's, if anybody out there wants hey, to do this. Who's, who's, who's the admin for the Calgary Stampeders Let's Talk CFL page? I think you are. No, I'm not. I'm not an admin. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I'm sure. Let, let, let me let me finish the story, and we'll go find you, okay? Because okay? we've got a few minutes left, and and I'll put you in the admin. I'll put you like be God in there if you want to. Um, so Brant Brant Robertson puts up a created a poll, and I have some issues <coughs> with the poll, and I. Sh- told him why and he kind of agreed with me so we're really not going to say anything so um he put up options which is 11 plus wins and 83 plus people believe that the bc lions are going to get 11 plus wins uh eight to eight to 11 wins uh 49 people uh four to seven wins, six people one to three wins okay like we're talking about absolute destruction of your season one person agrees with that, that the BC Lions, one person believes that the BC Lions are only going to win one to three games in the season. Okay? One person believes they're going to win 17, but that's ridiculous. But one to three. Don't you think that that's a, being extremely pessimistic considering the outcome of what the BC Lions have done in this offseason, Charles? Of course it is. Do you know who that person is? No idea. I didn't see. It's a lady by the name of Jenny Britton. You happen to be Mike. the president of the BC Lions fan club. Believes that the BC Lions are going to tank this year. What the? <laughs> That's funny. Does does Jenny Britton not realize that in the CFL there's something called the Eastern Conference? And it's hard for any Western team to win less than three games. 
Is she just it's, it's, brain it's dead? It's fucking Come impossible. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, considering considering they have to play Montreal, Toronto, <laughs> and Ottawa. And, uh, and Ottawa? Uh, twice each? Okay, a couple I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed six wins right there, aren't you? Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. Well, I guess you guys know how to pick them. Is that a voted-into position or what? It's a voted-into yeah. position, but it's a it's a it's an old people's club. The the voting oh, is kind okay. of um, let's put it this way: the voting is pretty much knowing how it's going to go before they actually vote. <laughs> that's that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> the president of the BC Lions fan club believes that the BC Lions are going to tank this year. I could tell I stories you... about that fan club, but to be honest, A, I don't have enough time, and B, it's not worth talking about. But there's some stories I, I, I could tell on that. I, I guess I, I guess, I guess, she was a big Solly Jonathan Jennings fan or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Charles and I both tried to help out that fan club, and we just were met with roadblock after roadblock uh. by this stun bitch. So I have no response, and... Did I say that out loud, Charles? I I hope I didn't. Uh, I think yeah. you did, yo. Yeah. Ah, fuck, I hate it when that happens. I don't mail. give a, a shit. It's a very political group, but I'm not going to go any further on that. I, did, do you know, there, there were people on the board of directors that didn't own a computer. They couldn't do email because they didn't own a computer. There was one person on the board of directors that was not a football fan, knew nothing about football. This yes, was a that, football yeah. team fan club. Yeah. What yeah. are you Did doing not, here then? Never watched a football game in her life. Oh, man. And she was on the board of directors. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, I don't want to... Uh. Okay, you know, I understand somebody believing that there's one to three fans, you know, the possibility that BC could absolutely be garbage, okay? I understand somebody out there could think that Jared believes that that's there. If he was there, I'm sure he would have voted for that. Okay, so let's look at this case scenario. Okay, what if Mike Riley, heaven forbids, gets... Knocked out of the CFL season in the first quarter of the first game this year. It'll be like Toronto last they, year. They could. They could go that bad. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm already but done. They would, they would, Here, they would the just, here's they the would just sign Kevin will. Glenn. They would, could just sign Kevin Glenn, and then they would win. So maybe they, yeah. they, They'd win nine games. And it, everything would be fine. Um here, here's the problem with your theory, okay? We're now preseason. Nobody out there is going to bet money that that's going to happen, okay? No, of course not. No, not even a Winnipeg fan would bet that Mike Riley is going to get taken out, okay? We might bet money that Zach Caleros is going to get taken out, but we'd never bet money that Mike Riley wins. 
okay? He's the toughest son of a bitch in the CFL, okay? He's like the Energizer Bunny, okay? So nobody would bet money like that, and especially the president of the fucking fan club. <coughs> Aren't you supposed to be the eternal optimist? Yes. Well, it's Which, wouldn't like- you think? It's kind of it's kind of like Fan Donald Club. Trump standing up in front of people and saying, "I'm the worst president in the history of the USA." It really is, if you think about it. Same thing. I mean, if if you're the head of the Fed Club, you know you should keep certain thoughts to yourself. If you're supporting the BC Lions, at the, the very least, lie. The fan club is the whole point of the fan club. Is you're a fan to support and be a fan of the team. How are you uh-huh. doing that when you're saying you're going to win one to three games? That's uh-huh. absurd. Uh huh. I'm hoping. Has she that ever she, watched a football game in her I'm life? Just oh, she's been around for a long time. I'm just hoping that she, that's a mistake because. I'm sorry, uh, you can't be the head of a fan club and be doing stuff like that. It's not right. No, not at all. I mean, don't you guys hear, don't you guys hear online people like Jared and Mark Weddall and Todd Mogie? I mean, those are super bomber fans. Right, And And... And and they believe that 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 the Bombers are going to win the Great Cup this year, and they, they haven't done it. They believe the Bombers are going to win the Great Cup every they year. They say that every year, and they haven't done it in twenty eight years, but they still say it. So yes, Rod Peterson picks the the Riders to number one in the league every year. He didn't do it this year, but every year they they believe the Riders are going to win the Great Cup every goddamn year. And and, and good Will for them. McDonald, Will McDonald believes the Stampeders are going to be 20-0 and 0 every year. Yeah. We all know how delusional these people are. We do. We really do. But they're, but they're fans. But they're fans. I'm the biggest Lions fan ever. They're going to suck. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you do that? What? I, I, I just I, I can't believe it. I just I can't either. But stranger things have happened in BC. So uh, now, Charles, I have to ask you a question because I really haven't paid attention and, quite frankly, don't really give a shit. But is Jenny the president again? I honestly haven't paid attention. I have no idea. She's been the president for twenty uh, nineteen of the last twenty years. Pretty much, yep. Because the only year that she wasn't president was the year I was. Yeah. But if she wasn't president, she was pulling the, the, the marionette strings for the person who it was. She would have at least been past president. Yeah. So she would still have a spot on the board regardless. Well, considering the council meetings were in her apartment. Um, anyhow. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Sir Vincent Rogers is out indefinitely with a leg injury. 
how big a blow is this to Edmonton's defense? Offense, you mean? No, it says defense. No. It's supposed to be offense. offense. I know it's supposed to be offense. I wanted to know what the question is. How big a blow is this to the Edmonton defense? Well, okay, if you want me to to answer that question, it's not going to have any effect on their defense whatsoever. That was a typo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Maybe Charles Charles should be the secretary for the writer for the BC fan club. (laughs) <laughs> he was. They tried to get me to no. They tried to get me to do that. I refused. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, I had he, enough he time in Secretary of Langley Minor Football. I wasn't taking any more damn notes. Uh, okay. Uh, anyhow, okay. So, Sir Vincent Rogers, who is an O lineman, is out for the season or out indefinitely. How big a blow is this to the Edmonton? Offense. <sighs> We're keeping you up. For Big blow. <laughs> nope, sorry. It's huge. It's of course. Big blow. Big blow, but <sighs> offensive linemen are replaceable. Yes, they are. Brad, U- Brad Erdos from Calgary. He's out for the season. Happened this week. He's uh, a guard, and he was a good player. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think any time you got a, a key offensive lineman like that go down, um, and offensive line is one of the worst places to get an injury. <laughs> so it's a bad thing. Well, they're yep. usually knee injuries, leg injuries, yep. and when you have a 350 pounds on this on this joint. It, it takes forever to heal. You, can, you, you yeah. know, it's, it's going to hurt them for a really long time. And uh, ACL, MCL uh, injuries are massive with O-linemen. Anyhow, we're running the time, and I'm, I'm watching it because I'm being a good little boy. Um, it's the fourth quarter. You're down by six. Who do you want on the field as your quarterback, Doug Flutie or Garcia? Charles. Uh, me and Ch- uh, Doug Flutie, without a question. Is, I mean, is this even a question? I, su- I mean, why I is this a question? Was, this was even asked. I was going to say, is that actually a question? Yeah, I don't was know. I don't... Calgary Stampeders Facebook page. Yeah, Calgary Stampeders asked this question. And I, I turned around and said, is, it, why, is this really a question? Doug Flutie is the best CFL player that ever was. Why would you question this? I want Doug on my team every time. Now, if you had a said, and it was minus 30 and snowing out, I'd probably pick Jeff Garcia. I was thinking about Jerry Garcia myself, but, you know, hey, put that oh, okay. A little bit of Grateful Dead. Um, okay, we got ninety. We're 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 a minute left in the show, so I'm going to wrap this up really fast. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number three hundred and twenty-three. Doug Flutie is the best. 
Uh, I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we've, we've rambled on for two hours talking football. And, you know, we always think, oh, my God, there's not enough to talk about. We always find enough to talk about because it's football. And we could talk about for this for another two hours with no problems at all. You guys want to hang around for another two hours? We could do it. Anyhow, I'm going to say good night, and we're out of here. We'll see you next Wednesday. We're going to be talking about some more preseason games, four of them. And uh, we'll go from there, okay? Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. We're getting closer and closer. Only uh, two more shows left before uh, the season starts. Hey, is so it June yet? Exciting. It will be the weekend. It will be on Friday. It will be on Friday. William, say good night. Good night, everybody. Christopher Jones, you should make me the head of the Stampeders page because it'll be the best page ever on the face of the earth. And I wanted to thank Phil uh, for participating tonight. Have a good week. Yeah. See, you, see you next week. Mark's a pussy. <laughs>